play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode, this one being 276. Just uh, another one in the books. Uh, when we get to episode 298, that'll technically be episode 400, the 400th oh. episode. So right 400th now... 400th episode of the whole network. Yes. A lot of episodes, but we still got a ways to go before we get there. Uh, as per usual, a lot of cool stuff uh, going Working on new studio, but uh, Eric and I will be in the the new dungeon for at least a couple months <laughs> before we get going. It's the holding cell. Yes, <laughs> there you go. This is the holding cell. Let's get into the show. Lots of good stuff. Uh, we're gonna start with new music dating back to the end of July. Let's start on July 29th with "Stick to Your Guns" uh, with Spectre. We're gonna talk more about that in the show, so that's why we're starting there. Funeral Chic. With uh, Roman Candle on the 29th, The Gaggers, Shockwave is what they released on Wanda Records on the 29th. Also on the 29th, Grindhouse from Australia, they released Sex Punk Power on Wanda Records. Rig Time released Reborn on State of Mind Records. Lawmaker was supposed to release a split with Haymaker. I still have not looked that up, so I'm going to have to because big fan of Lawmaker. On the 30th, Complete Loss released uh, an album teaser to their self-titled album that'll be coming out on Contra Records. There's two tracks, both very good. I recommend those. On the 31st, The Resistors, they released GTFO. And get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's the lingo these yes. days, isn't it? Yes. Uh, that's on Die Hipster Records. And then the band Knockoff. I love Knockoff. They perform at Rebellion. And by the way, uh, anybody who was able to attend Rebellion Festival this past weekend, man, I am jealous. Uh, so many great bands. We'll talk briefly about uh, you know Pat and his band getting to play there. But uh, Knockoff did release on July 26th, so a little bit before that time frame. But anyway. They uh, new album just slid in. It's called Side by Side. Definitely go check that out. It came out on the 26th. Sally Pepper released Factually Correct on Horn and Hoof Records. That's an EP on the first. The Snarks, they released Fiend. That is on the first. Buhran released Buhran Deluxe. And that is an EP. And that is on Mez Mev Zoo Records. Hopefully I'm getting that uh, close. Mevzu Mev Records. Uh, next, there's a compilation released on Here and Now Records. A couple compilations we'll talk about here. Uh, here and Now Records released compilation 2022. They're based out of Italy. I think there's like 30 bands on that compilation. Uh, Voice of Addiction released Divided States on the 5th. The Interrupters released In the Wild on the 5th. Dagger Threat released Weltschmerz. On BDHW Records, on uh, Dagger Threat released that, yeah, on the 5th. The Flatliners released a new one on Fat Records called New Ruin. Rikers released Ours Was a Noble Cause on BDHW Records as well. Uh, another compilation, Mevzu Records Killing Frenzy compilation. It's called 99 in 1. 
Mevzu Records put a compilation together with 99 bands, 99 tracks on that compilation. The last time I heard of a compilation that was that, uh, that had the quantity of that was Short Music for Short People. Right. That was released back in uh, sometime in the late 90s, and it had 99 bands on there, or maybe 100 bands. I can't remember, but it was it was up there, and they were all doing 30-second songs. <laughs> Every one of them. So the album really capped out at just about, you know, an hour. <laughs> I did a quick skim just because I was curious on if it was short songs. They're all over a minute, so... Different concepts, slightly at least, and uh, there's a lot there, so go check that out. Mebzu Records is based out of, I think it's Istanbul and Turkey, uh, so a lot of bands from all over the place on that one. Is everyone trying to ride the coattails of Chris Brown? Not, not in any way, shape, or form to his music, but if you follow pop culture, the last album he released was like 95 songs. Wow. Oh yeah, he, had, he made it a whole thing. It was just so bizarre. But then again, all those uh, pop artists, they get their head up in the clouds. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I think they've left this planet a while ago. So, yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. Just, I know it's a horrible uh, comparison, knowing who the fuck Chris Brown is. Right. A piece of shit, but... Sure is. Yeah, I mean, all of his artistic uh, influence and everything aside, he's just whatever. But, yeah, that's what the... The layout of that album and the idea of releasing one that long with that many songs, that's what it reminds me of. Awesome. Well, uh, there's another compilation that came out on the 7th, Liberty or Death Records, Volume 1. They put out Punk and Oi Fight Animal Abuse, Volume 1, and all the proceeds are going to benefit Brick City Rescue Fighting Animal Abuse. Definitely a good cause there, and I think there was 31 bands. Fantastic. I Got the digital version already, and uh, haven't even got to go through all the songs, but some new songs for some great bands on that one, so I recommend checking that one out. Life's Question released World Full Of. Yeah, it just leaves you hanging. World Full Of, I guess that's up to you, or maybe listen to the album and you'll figure it out. Mm, maybe. <laughs> A world Full Of Paste. That's what life's question is, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, the band uh, put that out on Triple B Records. Bulldog Bullies nice. released a single called My Town on the 8th. Scumback released The End of the Road on the 8th. Uh, that's some cool like metal, hardcore... I mean, you had to listen to it. It was a single called The End of the Road. Uh, but they're from Moscow. Cool band there. 18 Fevers released Dance Macabre. It's a single. Came out... Today, we're going to talk more about that here in a minute. Bad Wave released Demo 2022. Today, the 9th, the Barstool Preachers released a new single, Call Me On The Way Home. And Barstool Preachers are now on Pure Noise Records. That's where their next release will be. Action Adventure, they released Meet Me At Our Spot featuring Alex Melton. It's a single on the 9th. Shiva, that's S-H-I-I-V-A, Shiva. They are going to be releasing Cyclone on Wiretap Records on the 12th. Concrete Ties is releasing Unrecognizable EP on Upstate Records on the 19th. Orthodox will be releasing Learning to Dissolve, which we'll be talking more about in a minute, on the 19th. And that is all I have. Eric, what do you have to add to the list? Well, real quick, what was that Moscow band? Moscow band is Scumback. Scumback, okay. All one word. Yep, 
You said all the trigger words right there, so I'm like, okay, I gotta check it out. Metal and hardcore, metal and hardcore. I'm gonna be on a hardcore kick this episode, I realize. So, yeah, I got a few, uh, and I got a few releases on that front to talk about. Uh, on the, yeah, we already mentioned that uh, "Stick to Your Guns" a funeral cheek, funeral chick, funeral release. chick. Yeah, funeral chick. Was, yeah, who do you think's wearing the funeral dress? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, both released their respective albums on the uh, 29th. I have listened to both of them. You would know this. I talked about Roman Candle last week, and I will be talking about Spectre from Stick to Your Guns this week. It's a great album, but more on that later. On the first, uh, the bands Disease and Effluvia released a split EP together. On on the fifth, Interrupters released uh, Live in the Wild, and Flatliners released New Ruin. I listened to New Ruin in its entirety. Gotta listen to it again, because I don't think it really, uh, I felt the full effect of it on the first run. So, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. It's not like Inviting Light, <laughs> where it was like, every time I listened to it, it just got worse. <laughs> so, I'm hoping that this is not the case for this one. But it doesn't sound like anything like that album, so that's a good sign. Good. I've only released, uh, <laughs> released, Jesus, I've only listened to... A fraction of the new Interrupters record. And one of them, my roommate, showed me uh, their song, Raised by Wolves. And he's like, yeah, it was a good song until the chorus. I go, what's the chorus? And yeah, Amy just lets off this, oh, thing. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God, that gets really radio rock. I mean, granted, I haven't heard the whole song, so maybe it fits well within context, but I... Don't have high hopes on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but that was just too corny for me. But I haven't listened to the album, so we'll we'll see. Uh, yeah, on the ninth, uh, Defcon Zero officially released music for the Glue Sniffers, Terrorists, and the Mentally Ill worldwide release. Ten nice. years ago, it was released only in the UK, and now it is available for everyone on this planet to listen to. And you heard a snippet of it last episode. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. It was very good. <laughs> yeah, the whole rest of the album is great, so check that one out. Also on the 9th, um, our friends in Total Serial in in Salt Lake City, they released, an, there is another split EP on this uh, roster nice. of new releases. They released one with Maggot Infestation. Don't really know who they are, and honestly, it's a pretty cool name. <laughs> I like that. And, yeah, the 19th Orthodox releasing uh, Learning to Dissolve. I will be talking about them in just a few minutes. And Russian Circle is going to be finally releasing Genosis. And also, i gotta th- I got to throw out there that this isn't coming up for a while, but it will be coming up in September. Earth Crisis is making their return to the studio and is releasing an EP called Vegan for the Animals. Nice. It's about as straightforward as it gets. If you know Earth Crisis, they were one of the bands who really helped cement veganism into hardcore into the 90s. They picked up what Minor Threat laid down, and they just ran with it. It's awesome. For better or worse, I mean, a lot of hardliners came out as a result, and uh, that really sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, the militant vegan straight edgers, the guys with the pipe bombs out of McDonald's and the, you know, the uh, cutting off the fences of the uh, mink farms, despite the fact that they ran out onto the highway and got run over it anyway, so. Poor planning. Yeah, uh, gotta, gotta have a better thought out plan. Yeah, you gotta think. Yeah, 
plan out everything before you go into activism. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. But, but yeah, Earth Crisis. I don't remember the last time they released an album. I think it was fucking 2010, 2011. I'll have to check back on that. But the point is, they haven't released anything in a long time. And pretty awesome that they're still out there doing their thing. They're still vegan, apparently. Nice. And they're still killing it. So, Earth Crisis, welcome back. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm a, on a bit of a hardcore kick this episode, so let's continue that. Orthodox. Yeah, Orthodox. I remember seeing these guys back in uh, 2015 when they played uh, this place, that, this venue that we had called The Bridge. I don't know why they called it The Bridge. It was just, an, it was just a garage, an auto shop garage. Yeah. Yeah, and it was awesome. I played there quite a few times. Many a hardcore show and a street punk show had been had been had there. It was a, it was great. It was a shitty venue, but it was great. It was a lot of fun. I think the last time the last Salt Lake show that Bane played was in that place. Awesome. Yep. Kind of uh, fitting. You start off you start off at playing in garages, and then you get big and you start headlining all these festivals you're playing in clubs all over the world and then when you re- are reaching the tail end your farewell tour you're playing in the same place all these basements all these garages kind of like where you started from right so it's kind of poetic in that sense <laughs> yeah anyway yeah i saw orthodox uh, back then uh, the band i was in at the time we opened up for them and yeah their music was it was substantial to me it was some um, Chaotic and just like really misanthropic hardcore that was just oh it punched it punched really hard. Actually, their full name is Orthodox Straight Edge. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean you could call it X Orthodox, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's just a too <clears throat> too nineties straight edge uh, preachy type shit. <laughs> Whatever they. Yeah, they've been a little they've been in a bit of a lull for the better part of the last decade, but are coming back in August with Learning to Dissolve. And they've released a few singles, the first of which was Head on a Spike. And yep, they released it. It's still got that hardcore ferocity in all of its glory. It just reminds me of the it just reminds me of when these bands were a dime a dozen back in the day. And now not so much anymore, at least not what I'm at least not what I'm seeing. A lot of hardcore is getting more experimental these days and we'll actually be talking about that a little later (laughs) so but before then let's keep it simple let's talk about this uh terror worship hardcore riding on the coattails of expire (laughs) (laughs) i don't care expires no more someone's got to pick up where they left off here's head on a spike from orthodox Show me the shorts of my spine Take the beat from my heart 
Jr. <laughs> Picking up on their uh, their forefathers, Beat Downey. <laughs> okay, now that that horrible pun is out of the way, yeah, that's orthodox for you. It's just a uh, it's just a cavalcade of sledgehammers just throwing themselves down on the concrete. And yep, that type of hardcore I don't think is ever gonna die. <laughs> nope. No, it's uh, it's been set, and people are still flocking to it. There is still a demand for it, and Honestly, I'm kind of welcoming that because there is only so hardcore can only fly too close to the sun before it burns up and people forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's good to come back down to earth, like one of those little mom and pop restaurants, right? Exactly, exactly that. It's uh, you, you're going in, you know what you're getting, it's familiar, and it feels nice to revisit that type of stuff. Especially when you've been going out and trying out new things and experimenting and figuring out if uh, if you can expand your palate. <laughs> yeah. And I know I've done that. The music that I listened to uh, 10 years ago, it's still some, some of it is still music I listen to today. And I still find a lot of entertainment from it. And I still get something from it. I can't say that for a lot of bands. A lot of the indie bands I was forced to listen to. <laughs> Yeesh. It can work, though, because uh, bands that I listened to about 20 years ago, that's what I've been playing for the last three or four months at the end of the show, and will continue for the next month or two. Yeah. You know, You're If I didn't like them, I wouldn't play them. I, I'm not playing any being like, oh, this is fucking terrible. Why did I listen to it? <laughs> I just don't listen to it like I used to because I'm listening to other things. But when I hear it, I hear enjoyment. Like the band that we're, I'm going to play at the end of the show, which we'll get there, mm-hmm. uh, I, when I was picking the song for it, I thought, man. I could just, this is, I could just get me the band. I'll sing all of these right now. I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, some uh, yeah, some lyrics I'm ashamed to admit that I still have memorized, depending on which band. But also, other times I'm just impressed. Right? <laughs> like, man, I haven't heard this for 15 years. Okay, uh, some of this is pretty cringy. <laughs> yeah, but your whole uh, your whole uh, cavalcade of all the new metal tracks are all centered around this one show that you are going to in the next day. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. If you haven't heard, you will be hearing about it pretty soon. Yes, I'll briefly mention it this show, but I definitely will be talking about it a little bit on the next show. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little all right, we are going to get into some other new music. We just played a new track from the band Worker and Parasite just a couple months back. Well, guess what? They have something new out. Uh, just came out on August 5th. I really like this band. I like what they're doing. They have a cool sound. It's not a, a, an atypical sound, an atypical punk sound. You know, It's not one of those ones, for me anyway, that I just put my finger on. It's this. And... You definitely just got to go check out the, their social media posts, the, the stuff they talk about. This particular track is called uh, Crisis Continues, and this track examines the doctrine of fatalistic denialism that the capitalist class have been attempting to foster among the workers amid the ongoing crises of our age that are as follows, the global encroachment of fascism, the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, and the unfolding climate catastrophe. Whilst these are indeed tumultuous times, it is of the utmost importance that we do not succumb to such a doctrine of disaffected despair. These crises must remain in, public, or in the public consciousness so that the workers may be effectively mobilized against the ecocidal pragmatism and cold inhumanity of capital. And there's a lot of other information that goes on. I recommend you looking at the band. I just wanted to give a little glimpse as to what we're getting into and just w things that I enjoy about this band. All right. So. Sounds like they're hitting a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of points that I know you can agree with. <laughs> right. Well, let's get into the track. Let's do some more music. Worker and Parasite. This track is called Crisis Continues. with the greatest minds of our time, the leaders of business and industry that have guided us, and they have said that there is absolutely no It's over if you want it, and we want it, and you want it. 
what'd you think of that? Well, it certainly was not what I was expecting. <laughs> it's, I think it has a different sound than the last one. And that's why I say their punk is atypical punk. Sometimes it may sound more punk-like or what you would expect out of punk. And sometimes it sounds more like this. But either way, the, the ethos is there. The, the message, what they're getting at, that's a very punk. Yes, it is. Punk stance. Yes, it is. And the really just the overall attitude behind right. it. The way that he's uh the way that he's projecting the vocals through his uh you know, through all those lyrics. Yeah. You know, that's uh that's one of the things that sets punk apart from some of the other genres is you feel like this is and these specific types of songs it feels like they could just be uh chanted through a megaphone at a political rally. Right. So that's what it sounded like to me, so yeah, it's on the spectrum somewhere. Yes, and uh, it gives you a little beat as you're listening to it through the megaphone to kind of move to. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny that uh, you chose this song because one song that I chose later in this episode is simil of similar build to this one. All right. So, yeah, what a predicament. <laughs> right, well. Well, not a predicament, a coincidence. That's what I mean. Let's uh, progress to get there. That is a great band out of Melbourne, Australia. Go check out Worker and Parasite. Go check out the last one. Just follow my social media as you see when when they're putting out new stuff. Uh, I definitely am a fan. Speaking of new stuff, another new track that just came out today got sent to me this morning, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna throw it on. Sometimes when you have that opportunity to, it's brand spanking new, just like this last one. It was officially released last week on the fifth. Well, I decided I would wait. And not put it on last episode. I'd wait till the official release date, but uh, still pretty new. Came out last week on Friday. This one just today. And the band is 18 Fevers. They're out of Seoul, South Korea. We've played them before. Uh, I want to thank Matt, as always, for sharing the music. Uh, Matt was in the band Gummyo, and then the band actually features bands from Gummyo, Yattertown, and her collection. Uh, 18 Fevers, we've played them before. They just released a new single called Dance Macabre. And it's pretty cool. Uh, when I heard it this morning, I thought, you know what? It kind of goes along the lines, I think, that this atypical punk sound. They, they have a description of their music. And maybe it's not all of it, but at least some of it is death disco. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get into that track now. So here's some more new music. This is 18 Fevers with Dance Macabre. Dance 
Teen Fevers. That's Dance Macabre. Cool stuff coming out of some soul. It's got some of that uh, experimental rock sound that was uh, uh, that kind of uh, predates punk, right? <laughs> you know, although especially in the end, those kind of uh, noisy elements where it was like a really relying on the sort of feedback and the noise gate that's coming out of the amplifiers. Right. <clears throat> so I really, yeah, and it was also kind of revived in the, uh, I guess, the grunge era, the post-hardcore type stuff. Yeah, that's what it, so that's kind of where it, uh, it kind of uh, lands on the punk spectrum for me. As otherwise, it sounds like a pretty uh, typical uh, punk rock song, but those added elements on there just really kind of make it work off of both ends. Right. I agree. Well, check it out. It's brand new. It's over on their Bandcamp page as of today. Uh, Matt told me when he sent it to me. We put it up five minutes ago. <laughs> I was like, awesome. So uh, there you go. Go check it out. Go check out all of those bands. Orthodox new albums coming out in a couple weeks. Well, uh, 10 days. Worker Parasite just last week, and those were singles along with 18 Fever singles. Let's get into some older, lesser known. This uh, track you picked is not too old. No, it is not too old. In fact, all the tracks that I picked on here, save for my uh, metal pick at the very end, have all been released this year at some point or another. And this is the oldest of those tracks. This one was released by the band Soul Glow back in March of this year, March 25th. From their album, Diaspora Problems. I think that, yeah, Diaspora. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means either. But then again, a lot about this band doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing. Soul Glow, I happened upon them last week because they were playing a show here. And they did. They were on tour with uh, Show Me the Body and Wi-Fi God, who played here on Monday. And I will be talking about that show in just a little bit because, oh man, it was wild. And these guys are wild. Remember what I was saying about how uh, they are of a similar build to Worker and Parasite? It kind of has that uh, that groove, that sort right. of a, a hip-hop flow to it as well. Well, these guys also implement that. But it is a lot more chaotic, and it is a lot more rabid, <laughs> and it is a lot... It's just harder. It's the best way I can describe these guys is like they are equal parts refused, converge, and bad brains. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, especially in the singer himself, he has a. Uh, his. The tone of his voice matches that of uh, Dennis Lexian. You know, it's got that same. Uh, it's got that same pitch. It's got that same gravel to it. It's just very rough edge. But the way he spits out, the way he uh, enunciates everything, and the just his overall flow, it sounds very much like HR of the Bad Brains. Cool. So he is just a, he's just a concoction of those two. Now music, yeah, they have a, they have a d chaotic dissonant sound throughout most of it, and yeah, much like uh, how Converge does, but it's still rooted very much in old school hardcore, and. Yeah, I said the Bad Brains earlier. The Bad Brains does come into mind because if you listen to a lot of their music, some of it is pretty wonky. Some of it is kind of out there. You listen to a song like Pay to Come, it's you don't really hear that as a typical punk beat. Right. <laughs> at least as far as the drumming goes. So, And that's what made them so interesting back in the day. And that's what makes Soul Glow so interesting in this day and age. Because not only do they have such a chaotic sound, they... 
mix it in with a lot of electronics, a lot of beats, and there's even songs where they are straight up rapping. Wow. Like, it is just hardcore hip-hop. And, yeah, I did a as deep of a dive I could on them as the uh, streaming services would allow me. And <laughs> I listened to uh, their five releases. They have uh, three albums and two EPs. I listened to the whole... I listened to them all the way, front to back, each t- today. It took me maybe just over an hour. Wow. Because their songs are pretty short. Okay. <laughs> yeah, their songs are pretty short. Five releases, and oh, yeah, they are just so... They are bizarre. They are a bizarre breed. They were definitely not what I was expecting. And seeing them live, good Lord, that was another <laughs> that was another level. Uh, but I'll be talking more about that later. But for now, here is the music. And if you can, try and picture what type of crowd would be watching these guys and how they would be physically reacting. And then I will tell you how they did come <laughs> uh, in 10 minutes or so when we start talking about live shows. But here is Soul Glow from their album Diaspora Problems. Here is the standout track, Gold Chain Punk, or Who Gonna Beat My Ass?
I wish that I could say that is the most accurate por- presentation example or whatever of their music, but that was as close as it gets. That's a sliver of their sound. They are so much more than that. Wow. Yeah. And in, just in that one song, just in that one song, you really couldn't tell which direction they were going. Right? You know, at least I couldn't. I don't know how you were feeling. No, and I listened to it earlier, and I thought, oh, this is is pretty cool. I've never heard of the band. And just so you know, I did look up the word diaspora. And Ah. its definition is the dispersion of the Jews among the Gentiles after the captivity, or any similar dispersion, or a group so dispersed, especially Jews outside of the land of Israel. Ah. Those are the definitions that I found. All right, then. But it, it applies to, like, the Chinese diaspora or whatever the fuck that was, where, uh, yeah, so. Okay. So anything similar to that type of dispersion, but that's what it is. Interesting. All right. Well, now we know where that is, and <laughs> I, wish I, could, I wish I could tell you what their uh, lyrics meant, because I didn't really study their lyrics, other than, uh, you know, the chant-along over in this one. But still, you can. Uh, I could get some parts where it's just sort of like uh, he's spitting on, on certain other people, and just sort of like in that insulting way that you'd sooner hear in a hip hop song, like a diss track. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Like I said, they do have more uh, straightforward hip hop songs, and it's uh, in a weird way, it's kind of a comparison to uh, a band like Star Fucking Hipsters. Where it's like you show two separate songs and you could swear that they are by different bands, <laughs> at, at least at first glance. And it's even songs from the same album. That's what these guys are. <laughs> you know? That's about the only comparison I could give them to uh, uh, Star Fucking Hipsters because as chaotic as they are, they, eh, they brought in all the weird uh, ska shit. Whereas these guys brought in all the weird electronic shit. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, but it's so good. It was such a... They're such a wild band, and they had the they have the energy that matches, and the crowd was matching that energy as well. My God, that was such a crazy show. That's awesome. Yeah, more on that later. Yeah, we got one track to play before we get there, so let's play the track. Uh, cool band here, External Menace. Uh, they started way back in '79, so they've been around longer than I've been alive. Not by much, but they have been. Yeah, <laughs> and they're still putting out music. Uh, We're going to check out something from The Last Blast, which is an EP they put out uh, November 27th of 2015, but I believe they're still putting stuff out. Uh, They formed in Coatbridge, Scotland, way back in 79. This particular release was released on Creep Records, so I want to thank Pat, Pat Society, a violent society. Uh, He also was the one who compiled the tracks for this particular EP. The band has a couple EPs released over that... 40 couple, you know what, 43 years. But they do have several EPs and splits, so you can go check those out if you dig it. Uh, Go check them out. Go check out this release. Go check out Creep Records. Thanks again to Pat. We're going to play something else Pat sent my way uh, here after we talk about some live shows and get to the albums. So, External Menace off of The Last Blast. This is Playing God. Tonight. They want so 
externalness. Doesn't sound like they aged a day. Right? But that that youthful energy is still within them, and they're pushing, God, I would say they're almost 70 now. Yeah, probably somewhere in that range for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. But still... Good shit. That's awesome. Go go check them out. Go check out that release. And like I say, there's several other releases for you to check out from the band. So go check them out. Uh, we're going to talk about some live shows before we get to those great cover-to-cover albums that we were just mentioning. So what do you got? What, what, what shows have you been to? I'm, my, the show, the first one in a long time for me anyway, is going to be tomorrow. So what do you have? Well, I have the one show that I attended to in the last week, and... Yep, now it is time to talk about that show, Show Me the Body. Nice. <laughs> I just realized what I was saying as <laughs> I was about to say it. Anyway. So yeah, Show Me the Body, Soul Glow, Wi-Fi God, and... Ah, oh, man, there was one more artist on there, and I just I can't remember their name. But I, I didn't end up seeing them. I arrived at the show in the middle of a Wi-Fi God set. And Wi-Fi God, he is a, uh, he's a rapper from D.C., and one thing I should mention, all three of the touring bands on here are from the East Coast. Three different parts, three different cities. Like I said, Wi-Fi God from D.C., Soul Glow from Philly, and <clears throat> Show Me the Body are based out of Brooklyn. So there you go. Three of the biggest hotspots of, of hardcore and punk rock. The only one we're missing is Boston. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Wi-Fi God, he was just uh, one guy up on the up on the stage, and every t- and he was programming his own beats. He would just go back, hit the soundboard, and then next song would start up without even a break in the in between songs. Wow! Yeah, and people they were loving it. Yeah, I got to talk about the crowd too. That was the first uh, that was the first show in a long time where I didn't run into twenty people that I knew. The majority of that crowd that showed up to show me the body, honestly, I had no idea who was going to be there. And I show up there. I still had no idea who was going to be there. It was, uh, it looked like a bunch of uh, uh, basement dwellers. Nice. <laughs> some of them, uh, some of them looking like they were uh, uh, looking pretty rugged, pretty homely, and some of them just looking, uh, just looking r- roughly normal. <laughs> I only ran into a few people that I uh, that I knew, and. Honestly, didn't expect them to be there. <laughs> some of them were there for Soul Glow, some of them for Show Me the Body, some of them for both, uh, or all three, or all four of all those artists. And yeah, it was at the Beehive, and that was packed. It was such a packed venue. I don't know if it was sold out, but I don't. Know. It looked like it was at full capacity to me. That's awesome. It was pretty ridiculous. And yeah, the show itself, it was ridiculous. There was so. There was many a pit to be seen. I stayed in the back for the first little bit of it because I didn't want to risk anything. <laughs> I got a problem with my skull. I don't want to get hit. Right. But more on yeah, more on that part a little bit later. <clears throat> but there were so many stage dives. I hadn't seen this many stage dives at a beehive show in a long time. Mostly because some of the latest shows that I've been there, they've been played on the floor. Not on the stage. Right. That makes it hard, I guess. Yeah. But even then, like, uh, the only the only time I remember a show with the with the amount of people 
that was as wild as this one, even wilder, arguably, was when Dust Lord, not Dust Lord, Dark Lord. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, Dust Lord <laughs> is from uh, Denver, and they're a completely different band. Well, not completely different. Anyway, Dark Lord uh, from Salt Lake, when they filmed their music video for Raised by Wolves. And, yep, just a bunch of th- uh, thrashers and street punks all just uh, jumping off of the stage, jumping onto the stage, and just, like, spraying beer all over the place. My friend actually snuck in a whole bottle of whiskey and was, like, drinking that shit and <laughs> passing it around, and then it smashed in the floor at one point. Yeah, it was a... Uh, it was an old school punk show. What can you say? Nice. And that's what this one felt like. Only uh, you know, minus the beer and the alcohol and the uh, some of the questionable people, questionable people in spiky jackets. <laughs> this one was a uh, a lot of youths were there. A lot of uh, faces that I did not recognize, and they seemed like uh, nice enough people. And there was a few uh, hardcore kids in there, and I know they were hardcore kids because they were shirtless, they were covered in tattoos, and they were built like a train. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, quite a few of those uh, uh, slammy, uh, windmilling, spin-kicking pits were in order. (laughs) Nice. But not too too much. They were uh, getting zoned out by push pits and the stage divers. Uh, Okay. Yeah, let me talk about Soul Glow. Soul Glow, there are just four people up on that stage. Just a, a singer, a guitarist, a bassist, a drummer. Okay. And you heard the music. You heard what they sound like. And, oh my God, they were going ballistic. They were going absolutely bonkers, bananas, crazy as shit, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. They were just loco, psycho, radio rental. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm quoting S.O.D. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but they were just, uh, they were not people of many words. Uh, in fact, the singer, whenever he would uh, speak in songs, he would speak very succinctly, very under his breath, and just, you know, yeah, th- thanks for coming. The last time we were here, it was six years ago, we played in a house. So it's it's nice to know that we're coming back and people are still loving us. He he did say something like that, but That's and it awesome. was it sounded exactly like that. And yeah, you wouldn't get that judging by the vocals that you're hearing. <laughs> but maybe he's just trying to uh reserve any uh free speech he has for all the lyrics he's got to spout off cuz you heard him he's going like a he's going a mile a minute. Yeah. In those flows and those spits, he's crazy. And it was a it was a crazy show. The guitarist he was bouncing all over the place. He was uh, eventually the bassist uh, took over on his on his guitar. The singer took over on bass, and the guitarist became the singer just to just to bring their set to a close, getting everybody chanting at the same time. Nice. At one point, the singer just dove right down into the crowd and was just moshing with everybody and singing at the same time. That's awesome. Yep. Like I said, wild show. Pretty, it sounds like it. Oh, pretty damn wild show. And then the main event, Show Me the Body, comes on. <clears throat> now, Show Me the Body, I've played them on this show a few times. A couple of songs from their album, Dog Whistle, that I really love. I was hoping they would have that on sale at, in a vinyl. They did not. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'll get it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but they did play quite a few songs from that. 
from that album. And I gotta tell you, Show Me the Body, if you don't remember their sound, it is just raw, it is rugged, it's like industrial crust. And here is the build of that band. It's three people. There's a bassist who handles the samples. There is a drummer and their lead singer who also plays the banjo. <laughs> and that's it. Those okay. are all the instruments they have at their disposal. Wow. Yeah, I would have get that. I thought there would be at least some guitar, but no, it is a heavily distorted banjo. And the bass on top of that and just all the pedals and all the sound systems that they are using, it's just it's just wild. Sounds like it. I mean, I wondered how many people there were in that band to to really encapsulate and capture that sound and like how they would get away with playing it live. Three people. That's all it needs. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And I was up front. And I'm not saying I'm kind of up front. I was, like, up against the stage. And, yes, there were plenty of stage divers. And I was skeptical about being that close because of those people. But here's the thing. It's actually the safest place you can be. Because if you're on stage left or stage right... People are running, and they are going to launch themselves, and they are not going to land on the front row. They will be landed a few rows behind you. So I figured, my, I figured the odds were in my favor, and they were. I didn't get anybody landed on the head. In fact, when someone was jumping right over me, I just leaned down right onto the stage, covered my head, and didn't just barely caught a breeze. Nice. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So many people getting up on the stage. Some people were up there dancing, and the singer, he was just, like, kicking them right off. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> if you're just up there, you're going to get pushed off in one way or another. Usually, yeah, in some bigger shows, they have stagehands who will come out and, like, push you off. But this is the beehive. This is a crush show. <laughs> this, it's not going to – there's no one there. you got to fend for yourself. And that's – oh, he did. Sounds like it. Oh, uh, Yeah. And it was a it was a great show. People were going absolutely nuts. The sh the pits were in superb condition, and yeah, stage divers of quite an ample few. And yeah, we even tried to get them uh, to encore. <laughs> yeah, everyone was just banging on the stage, doing the one more song, and we were doing that for maybe about three or four minutes. And even the house lights came on. And then it was like dying down a bit. And then, no, one more song. One more <laughs> song. And you'll never believe what happened. They did not come back. <laughs> no, they did it. They just uh, called it. And I even made a joke to my friend standing next to me. Yeah, they must not have heard us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they just uh, weren't prepared for anything else. I'm just like, oh, come on, do an acoustic set. <laughs> just, you and the banjo. Just scream over it. <laughs> That would have been interesting. Yeah, it would have been uh, even more interesting than that show was. So, yeah, it was it was cool for me to go out there and experience that. Like, I mean, I was already going to go because I love the bands, but I had no idea that I was in for a show like that. Right. And I'm all the better for it. It was great. So, yeah, I hope to see them back. Uh, I mean, all of them back this way again. That's awesome. Yeah, my the only downside about that show is uh other than show me the body not having the uh vinyl I wanted for sale. <laughs> they also did not have a shirt that I wanted that was in my size. Damn oh, it. Damn. God damn it. 
I was hoping they was just a black shirt with a white print on it of their logo, which is the three uh, interchangeable coffins or interlocking coffins. And yeah, just show me the body. Kind of ripping off the Black Flag logo. Nice. I would have loved to have had that shirt, but they did have it, but it was uh, black on white, and I don't roll with that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. I, I, I get a couple white shirts because I think, oh, I need to wear something different every once in a while. The problem is I almost never wear those. The Angelic Upstarts white shirt, that's about the only one I ever wear. <laughs> yeah. I used to wear a couple of white shirts, but now they're buried somewhere with a lot of other shirts. <laughs> uh, some of them were with, uh, some of them were of bands that uh, I was listening to and then come to find out their members are uh, pieces of shit. Oh. I'm like, oh, well, I can't bring myself to uh, uh, support these guys anymore. So bye-bye, shirt. There you go. Well, I've got a couple shows to mention, just a few, and then uh, we'll see what you got. Uh, we've got the Birthday party for Eric, which is not this Eric, but a different one. <laughs> that one already happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, August 13th, it's 10 bucks. You can go see Crombies, Fear City, Bad Assets, Fighting for Scraps, Squared Off, Lost Dead, Old Salt, and FCS Sound System. And that's at Blue Island, which is south side of Chicago, at the FOE there. So go check that out. Show starts at five. It says it's only ten bucks. I mean, you're getting like a dollar fifty a band, probably less than that. Uh, pretty awesome. That will be on the thirteenth. So go check it out this weekend. Next up, uh, you can go see Lenny Lashley over in Europe. He's starting on the seventeenth. He'll be in Copenhagen, uh, Belgium on the 18th, Berlin on the 19th, Hamburg 20th, Dresden 21st, be at Hradik Kralov in the Czech Republic on the 22nd, uh, back in Germany in Saarbrücken the 23rd, Weisbaden on the 24th, Bocholt on the 25th, then in the Netherlands at Groningen on the 26th, back in Germany again, Bochum on the 27th, and Cologne on the 28th. So mostly Germany, but you'll hit up uh, <laughs> Belgium, Denmark, Czech Republic, and Netherlands while he's along the way. I'll mention that again on one more show. But go check out Lenny Lashley's Gang of One. Lenny's awesome. Great musician. Oh, he is. In and out of the street dogs. Right? Oh, man. Uh, great Dark Buster. Great yep. Uh, then, if you're in Vegas on August 13th, go check out Soldiers of Destruction with Poison Made Sinners and Hardyville Stranglers. Uh, that is at Riviera Roadhouse, and that's Bullhead City, so not specifically Vegas, but close to Vegas. Uh, so go check out some punk bands there. We love Soldiers of Destruction, and I'm sure those other bands are great. So head over to Bullhead City on August 13th to check out that show. Then beer, Beach Beer and Chaos, that's August 18, 19, and 20, and that's in Badalona. You should already have your tickets if you're going, but if not, maybe they're still available. I don't know. But you can go see Legion 76, The Chisel, Savage Beat, Violent Way, Dying Breed, Miburo, Stomper 98, Hard Cell, Force Majeure, Faction S, Nagon, Top Novel, Brooks, and again, that's on 18th, 19th, and 20th. And finally, last one I got to mention, another festival. It's this weekend, August 11, 12, and 13. 
It's in Cumberland, Maryland. It's the Savage Mountain Punk Festival. 21 bands over those three days. Uh, a lot of cool bands. I, I think I mentioned before, but some of the bands that we've played on the show, Jason's, uh, Chupascabra, Mephiscopheles, uh, 45 Adapters, and Luskateers. So a lot of cool bands. A lot of other great bands uh, on there as well. So if you want to go see a festival and you're over there near Maryland this weekend, go check it out. Eric, any shows you want to add? Yeah. I also got to add another uh, past show. I was not in attendance at this one, but I have friends who were uh, attending and also playing that show. It was the show with uh, Narc, Grim Earth, and Suffocator over at Aces. And I believe Suffocator was playing first, and not even two songs of their set, the power went out. There have been some power outages throughout that part of uh, Salt Lake, which is like uh, the Sugar House kind of downtown area. And yeah, so that just happened to land on uh, it just happened to land on that city block, and the show was no more. Yeah. So, so Spencer, Tyler, and Emily they had to like scramble and get everybody to their house, that being your mom's house, <laughs> and that's where they uh, finished out the show. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I just got a shout out to those guys. Like, way to keep it going, fellas. Right? Yeah. So. Honestly, it was, uh, I would have been there, but I was partying that night. <laughs> it was my birthday party. And that was, that too was pretty damn fun. That's I invited awesome. the NARC guys and the Suffocator guys over to, uh, uh, to come party afterwards, but, you know, they had all that shit to deal <laughs> with. <laughs> okay. Anyway, upcoming shows on the 10th, uh, Coheed and Cambria will be playing with Alkaline Trio. Such a weird, a weird lineup, but Okay. They'll be playing at Complex on the 10th, and that will start at 5 p.m. Cost you 50 bucks to get in. Yeah, I know. Sometimes they get pricey. Yeah, sometimes. A lot of times they get pricey. <laughs> All right. On the 12th, there's a couple of shows going on. At the Beehive, there will be Beach X Bums. I don't know if they're straight edge or not. Never heard of them. And then Loverboy Rondo and Persona 749. That'll be $10 for admittance. And over at Black Lung, the band's Admitted Bastard, Badmouth, Sleep Colt, and Cudney will be playing there at 7 p.m. Don't know the don't know the admittance fee. They didn't post a price, so just uh, bring some just bring some cash. Make sure you got money in your Venmo, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, on the 13th, also a couple of shows, quite a few. There's three. Uh, at Aces High, Despite Despair, Hemwick, Suffocator, and Black Shape will be playing. That's $10 entry, and that'll start at 8 p.m. Uh, the bands Red Fang, Bell Witch, and Aerial Ruin and Help will be playing at Metro for $22. I wish I could be in attendance at that show. I would love to see Bell Witch. I'd love to see Red Fang. I'd never seen either of them, and I love both of them. But Duty Calls Elsewhere at Wild Pepper. The band Project Sellout is making their return to Salt Lake. And Zach reached out to me personally, asking if I wanted to work the door at that. I said, okay, I will work the door. I was going to show up anyway, but I'll, I'll work the door. Nice. When was that one? The 13th. Awesome. This Saturday. Also on that bill is, no surprise here, Mandalore. All right. <laughs> and Spent, Backhand, Big Fun, and the return to the stage of Don't Trust Anybody. Nice. I cannot remember the last time specifically that I saw them live. So 
I'm stoked to see them. They are one of my favorite local bands, definitely. And they are the veterans of the hardcore scene. They've been in Salt Lake, anyway. They've been around since the late 90s, and they've just been, they've just been going off and on ever since. And, you know, they still pay it forward. They're All of them are swell guys. They're great musicians, great lyricists, great vocalists, and they still stand by their message. I love them. Awesome. I love talking with Greg. I love hearing his stories of the hardcore days of old. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got some he's got some fucked up ones. Not necessarily about him, but sort more of surrounding him. Wow. <laughs> the of things that he's seen. He's a he's a hoot to talk to. Anyway, on the 14th, also a couple of shows. Yeah, there's a lot going on at the same time. And <laughs> the 14th, I won't be attending either of these because it'll be my sister's birthday. And the folks are taking us out to uh, dinner that day to celebrate both hers and mine. We're born three years and two days apart from each other. Wow. Yep. Kind of a... It is pretty convenient. It's like, okay, we have two kids. We only have to worry about celebrating their birthday in one specific time in the year. Right? So that's Co-birthday fine. parties. Yep. That's how it <laughs> usually was. The In the times we had birthday parties, uh, I think we had one or two. I think I'd, at least what I can remember. Yeah, it was always a conglomeration of her friends and my friends and, of course, our family members. Nice. And it was like, Boom. And whenever our families, that was the tradition to take us out for our birthday. So me and her, we would, like, decide on a restaurant, and that's what we're doing today. Uh, well, this year. And we decided yesterday what restaurant we're going to. Going to The Bandit. It's apparently a new restaurant. They got some amazing barbecue there. And it was really more suggested by my parents. They were talking that shit up like it was the next, I don't know, Hell's Kitchen, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to that. I'm cool. excited. Um, anyway, for uh, those of you who are not joining us at dinner, there are two shows going on that night. At the Beehive, the band Ingrown will be coming to Salt Lake. And along with them, Witness Chamber, Takeover, NVM, Victim to None, and Snake Eyes. I am really bummed I'll be missing that one. Mainly because TakeOver, I've been seeing them for a long time, ever since they started. And then they went away for a while. The last time I saw them was when was last year when Crow Killer did their belated CD release party. It was awesome to see them come back. Nice. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. I don't... That is the wrong show. That is the wrong show. It wasn't Crow... The Crow Killer show. It was the Wisdom and Change show. Oh, yeah. That's where it was. Yes. That's what it was. And, yep, they still got it. Take over fucking rips. So, so bummed I'm missing that one. But that'll be a good show nonetheless. Elsewhere, over at the Metro, Norma Jean is coming back to Salt Lake. And they kind of have a home front over here. A couple of the guys I know live here and have even recorded some of their tracks with Andy Patterson himself. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, Norma Jean, the math core giants of the 2000s, they are coming back. I had no idea they were still a band, maybe because I don't follow them, but <laughs> they'll be playing with uh, Idle Threat and our boys in Snuff Tape. Cool. Oh, uh, yeah. That's going to be, like I said, at the Metro. It's going to be 7 p.m., and that's uh, $20. And the Ingrown Show, that's also going to be $10. Cool. And the next day, the 15th, that's going to be... A show at your mother's house. <laughs> yep, that's going to be a, a local show, it looks like, with uh, Narc, Rat, Rat King, Rankin Vile, Fight the Future, and Snuff Tape. Again. <laughs> <laughs> the, they'll all be playing at 6 p.m., and it's going to be 
donation-based. Cool. And finally, on the 17th, a week from uh, tomorrow, this is for all you old-school pop punkers out there. You're going to want to go to this one and relive your nostalgia days with Simple Plan and Some 41 at the complex. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll be playing with Magnolia Park. That's going to start at 7 p.m., and it's only $35 to see some pop punk legends. Nice. I know they're no Blink-182, but honestly, were they even that good live? I've seen some of the performances of of them and they are not that good i saw them i don't know like around 10 or so years ago it was okay and then i saw them back in the 90s and they were they were all right they're right mm-hmm. i'm glad i got to see them just to have seen them but that yeah, was it i guess i mean the biggest thing was like watching tom he just looks so bored yeah <laughs> and he's and he doesn't sound too thrilled to be playing or to be singing it's just like come on man that's true uh it's uh, whatever. I mean, you're doing it for the doing it for the money, I guess. Right. But man, I, the the amount of the stacks that they are sitting on, especially Travis. I mean, that guy is everywhere. Yeah, he is. I mean, the, so many songs I have seen with the little the title and then the parentheses within saying F E A T period Travis Barker. <laughs> it's like, yep, he made some beats to this hip hop song or this uh, pop punk song. He's probably the reason why MGK is so big right now. Thanks, Travis. Right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. A, whatever. Travis is good at what he does. A good drummer. He's really made a name for himself. Really. It's amazing to be, to have uh, made a living off of doing multiple style drum beats for multiple style genres for multiple style artists. So, right. pretty crazy, pretty crazy how he can expend himself that way. Yeah. So, whether you think he's a good drummer or not, just know he knows how to hustle. Right. <laughs> yep. I don't know why I'm talking about Blink One Eighty Two now. I'm yeah. Getting, I know why, but just. <laughs> That was the new shows. Let's talk about an album, huh? Yeah, let's talk about a fucking album. <laughs> and a new album. And it's not a Blink-182 album. <laughs> yeah, good lord. It's not, it's not even close. <laughs> I don't know. The, this band, they're a hardcore band, but they got a lot of clean vocals. But that's, that's what you get when you do a melodic hardcore. Right. You gotta work both ends. And this band, stick to your guns, they have worked both ends. I kind of classified this band as like a... They started back in a, um, the OC, yeah, Orange County, California. And they were... I say that they were the uh, gateway band for a lot of the scene kids getting into hardcore. Because you listen to Stick to Your Guns, especially their early stuff, there is a lot of that uh, kind of nasally uh, clean vocal singing. Uh, kind of coinciding with the uh, raspy hardcore vocals so okay. it's like okay if you listen to if you listen to stuff like a uh your kill switch engage carbon copy band it's like okay that's the same style you got the hard and you got the soft so i can get into this but they were a little more rugged a little more simple a little uh, bit on the uh down a little more down to earth okay. than those other bands because i mean mid-2000s kill switch engage they are right in high above the clouds <laughs> <laughs> and they still are they've They've achieved legend status. Right. <laughs> yep. Now, I'm not going to get sidetracked talking about another fucking band. <laughs> Keep it focused with us. Uh, stick to Stick your guns. to your guns, yeah. Stick to your guns. They've been going, uh, 
Yeah, they've been going almost, uh, it's getting pretty close to 20 years now, and they have now released uh, seven albums. And the seventh album of, the seventh of which is Spectre. That was just released on the 29th of July, for those of you who don't remember our release uh, schedule at the top of the show. Right? Yeah. And, yeah, I've been listening to Six Year Guns for uh, almost 10 years now. They were one of my entryway hardcore bands by, by way of one of my best friends, who was, when I met her, was well-endowed with her hardcore knowledge, and me being well-endowed with my punk rock knowledge. So we met up, we started hanging out, we started uh, swapping bands. And this was one of the bands she introduced me to via their album, The Hope Division, which I will eventually talk about on this show, because that album is flawless. It is a wonderful, it is a wonderful rendition. It's a little time capsule of all the angstiness and all the... uh, and all other emotional dishevelments surrounding, uh, really surrounding anger and distress. Right. And it's, uh, it was just such a, such a perfect record encapsulating that. Anyway, as for Spectre, this one is a little uh, different from their uh, previous works. Because, like I said, it's very, uh, their albums are very in- introspective. It's talking a lot about uh, emotions. And also Love Had, Love Lost, and also... Uh, dealing with other types of loss. People who have been lost to addiction, people who have been lost to death, you know, people right. who have died, and all that all that fun stuff that you know is just going to ruin you in the end. Yeah. So, right. But they don't really touch on that here in Spectre. Inspector? <laughs> Gadget? Maybe? <laughs> in Spectre, yeah. they are really going on a bit of a... Uh, they're kind of taking the activism route. They got a lot to say on this record, and it's very more, uh, it's more on the political tangent. Okay. Or socio-political. And, yeah, th- aside, from, uh, aside from them taking a sort of lyrical uh, left turn, their music is probably the most uh, consistently heavy that I have heard from them in a long time. Not to say that their previous albums, like uh, uh, the one that came out before this, I can't remember what it's called, but the one uh, before that would have been Diamond, and then the Hope Division, and then going back to their older albums, they are still very heavy in their own right, and they have the melodic part to balance everything out, and they've always maintained that. Uh, they've always maintained that balance very well, very cohesively and consistently, but this one. No song fell by the wayside for me. Every single one of them stood out in their own way. Whereas the other ones, I'm just like, yeah, I can get with the uh, melodic parts, but it's, I don't remember it as well as some of the heavy parts. Or it's vice versa. Sometimes I remember the melodic parts more and the heavy parts are just gone. You know? It doesn't mean that they were bad. I'm just like, come on, give me something more. And they gave it. They delivered <laughs> Inspector. Oh, man. I really hate having to verify Inspector. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the one drawback on this album. But as far as choosing the songs, oh god, it was coming down to the wire between three of them. One, Who Dares Wins, A Word to Win, and Instruments of the End. Those were the three songs that I had to choose from. Okay. And 
oh man, I was like, okay, I want one that's like a bit of a both. I want one that's incredibly heavy. What has the best breakdown? What has the most catchy sing-along parts? What had the best uh, call to arms when everything goes quiet and then the hammer just comes crushing down? It was a difficult task, my friends. <laughs> oh, God. But all the more reason to listen to this album in its entirety. It is not something that you can just take a sample of and be satisfied. And not only did I listen to this album on repeat to really kind of decide what songs to do, uh, what songs to choose, I just wanted to listen to it again. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> is so good. It is an album. It's out. It's going to be here forever until this planet... Uh, uh, implodes on itself, and maybe a few days after that. <laughs> so, so yeah. Of the three songs, this was the this was my first choice. And even then, today I was listening to it again. I'm like, do I want to keep it? I really got to stop questioning myself. I only have a few hours before I'm supposed to talk about this, <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep it. Here is my first choice, the one that made it across the finish line. This is Who Dares Wins. Everybody run across the street. What's the matter? What's the matter? As soon as he got the crowd together, he'd yell, I've been robbed by the capitalist system, fellow workers. <laughs> he talked to him for 10 minutes, and then the boys would leap out and start singing, and this is what they were singing. Yeah. 
Another thing I love what they are doing is offsetting those uh, more melodic parts in the guitar is bringing in those uh, chaotic chords, the <laughs> that you hear at the very end. Right. And just those little uh, atonal, those atonal ones that are just carrying the, uh, just carrying the underbelly of that. While the riff is going on up here, you just have these little uh, disheveling uh, notes making it a little uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> and you don't really, you didn't really get that in Six Year Guns' uh, previous catalog. Even though, as much as I love a uh, Hope Division, I would have uh, preferred if they went a little more chaotic in some ways. And really, they've been delivering that uh, here on their last album, which was True View. You get a little bit of that as well, but they were aimed more towards the uh, melodic parts. And this one, it just felt like an even blend. And that song, I decided to stick with it, Who Dares Wins, because it had everything that I was looking for. It had the breakdown. It had the melodic parts that really stuck with me. It had the, it had the new stuff that I just mentioned. And like I said, it was just incredibly heavy. <laughs> I'm like, this is the heaviest song I heard from these guys in a long time. So, yep, it had to go on there. It stayed there, and I stand by that. Now, as for the second track, oh, God, I really did not know what to do. <laughs> um, sometimes you got to spin the bottle. Yeah, sometimes it was spin the bottle. And I went with the song A World to Win. Uh, really, because this one is just straightforward hardcore. It is... Heavy, front to back. There's not really any melody on there, but it is catchy as all hell. And the breakdown is among the most brutal. Like, oh God, I could not let this, I could not let this go away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could have, uh, I could have put the ladder on here that I, uh, that I've mentioned in the, uh, in the list, which was, I'm, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank with the uh, names here. Please excuse me. It's a new me. album to you. It is a new album. Instruments of the End. There we go. And I can't exactly uh, pinpoint why I chose this one other than the breakdown just being super fucking heavy. But maybe if I listen to it again, I will be reminded. So, yeah, let's not do, let's not despair anymore. Here is World to Win. We've got nothing left to lose right back. Right back to what we knew Well to win Yeah. 
Okay, I feel that I may have mislaid, misled you. Um, what I meant to say about the uh, fact that it was a straightforward hardcore song, I meant that for the instruments to the end song. Okay. <laughs> that one is just straightforward hardcore. This one, uh, World to Win, I loved it more for the same reasons that I loved the previous one. It's still got... It's still got all the remedies of a great hardcore song, and it's got those still. It's still got those uh, sing-along parts. So, uh, but like I said, it all sticks in my head and all kind of bleeds together. I guess this really was more of a spin the bottle and see where it lands. <laughs> uh, but yes, I cannot. Uh, I cannot emphasize enough to uh, check out the rest of this album. Um, yeah, some other standout tracks to me was uh, yeah, definitely Hush. Liberate, um, and more of us than them. And they even have uh, an acoustic closer, No Way to Live. And it's the singer who is uh, given a, a bit of an ode to his, uh, uh, to his father. And despite the fact that he loves them, they still really clashed heads on their uh, certain sociopolitical views. His father being a, uh, a veteran, fought in the war, and now has his own uh, way of thinking and just how everything should be. And their singer is just kind of like, um, I don't exactly see it that way, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's about as uh, introspective and uh, personal, uh, unique to the band itself that it gets. But the rest of it is just a lot of uh, rallying, rallying songs and just, just a lot of protest anthems in there. Like I said, they have a lot to say on this uh, record, and it's worth listening to multiple times. I can attest, because, yeah, you heard me. I listen to it a lot. <laughs> and I will be listening to it a lot more. A lot of great hardcore albums have been coming out this year. Yeah, the last Suffocator one, the Comeback Kid album, and the uh, Funeral Chic one. Yeah, I'm excited to see what's, uh, what this little genre has in store. Also, the Three-Year album. That was a good one, too. I gotta start putting together my list. <laughs> yeah, make it easy for you at the end of the year. We'll probably get it done maybe in January this year instead of like the end of February, beginning of March. I think yeah. we actually did it like the first week of April this year, even. So we're gonna yeah. try to get it much earlier. Maybe our, our goal is to like the end of January put those episodes out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, once we've uh, once we've allowed everyone all feelings to settle. And that we think we've covered every album, even the even the ones that were released on December thirty first. Right, exactly. Got to account for all that. That's why we don't do them in December like some people do, or even I've seen people do like best of in November. Like the year isn't even over yet. Mm hmm. I know. We want to account for everything. Right. It's like it may just be a few days, but honestly, yeah. If you're in a if you're in a pop band or if you're in a, you know, if you're in any other mainstream band, release dates uh, don't really happen around the holiday season. But we don't focus on popular music. We right. focus on the underground music. And some albums have been released on New Year's Day slash New Year's Eve. Right. So, yeah, we got to take everything into account, people. Right. <laughs> well, we're going to get into one more album before we get into wrapping up the show. The album I picked is The Parasitics. It's a cool band out of Phillipsburg, uh, New Jersey. 
which is, I believe, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, it's like right on the border of Pennsylvania. If you're curious as to where Houston and the Dirty Rats, I believe, are also from Phillipsburg in Pennsylvania. The Parasitics they released an album called No End in Sight, and I've got a copy of it here. Got it from Pat at Violated Records. Pat and uh, Battalion Zoska were just at Rebellion Festival. I was talking about that a little bit earlier, and. Pat sent a bunch of stuff over. Uh, They've just released some of these on digital, like within the last month. I think the last episode of the one before I said it was a new track, and it wasn't a new track. Well, I found it ahead of time. They did release this digitally on iTunes, I think, and the release date shows July 1st of 2022, but the album was actually released in 2020. And the specific band, the Parasitics, they actually have original DIY recordings of several of the tracks with a different album name that you can go get for free, but DIY recordings that they put out in 2013. They have since re-recorded in a studio with Pat and with Violated Records. They did those recordings, I think, around 2018, according to the uh, CD that I'm looking at here. And then on Discogs, it says that it was released in 2020. So there you go. There's a timeline for you. Uh, The tracks are cool. The original tracks, only some of them were on that original recording. Uh, There's more plus a cover that they did of the Wretched Ones as well. Uh, But there's more tracks that they've added on to this album, which is called No End in Sight. So now that I've talked up the album a little bit, let's get into playing some tracks. Here we go with the track Thoughts and Prayers. It's uh, not what you think. Here we go. Yeah. 
I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> they are a hundred percent right, but on the flip side of that, I guess in in circumstances such as that, what else do you do? You know, people feel like they do you, you can't do much, and realistically, I mean, what are you really going to do? Mm-hmm. Other than just wish upon that star and just hope things work out. Yeah, it doesn't really do much in the grand scheme of things, but you really can't do much either. That's really going to be mm-hmm. in effect. Nobody's going to take up arms and fly over and be like, all right, fucking terrorists, we're coming for you ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, it reminds me of the sticker that I have on my base that I, that I picked up from a uh, satanic church rally uh, fighting for the rights of, uh, you know, uh, abortion. Okay. And it was a sticker that says, thoughts and prayers don't help. Right. And I have that right on my base because I'm like, yeah, they, they don't. Or rather, they only do so much. And really, I don't have a problem with the statement itself or really what it represents. But what I do have a problem with is people using that just to kind of assuage any guilt they have. And just thinking, yep, thoughts and prayers. I support this cause. I am a good person. Yeah, that's, uh, you're really just uh, patting yourself on the back. <laughs> that's all that is. Mm-hmm. It's, I hate to say it for people that say it, I guess, to make themselves feel better. But that's 100% what it is. It does nothing else other than you saying it to somebody else. Hey, thoughts and prayers, you're, you're right. You're trying to do something for yourself more than them. I mean, you're always mm-hmm. letting people know they care, and maybe people want to hear that people are thinking about them, you know, yeah. th- that kind of thing. But realistically, uh, most people that are coming up with the thoughts and prayers thing, you might be doing it more for yourself than yeah. others. And if people are uh, coming back at you, if, they, if it's like, I send my thoughts and prayers, and then they're like, okay... And then they try to talk to you and just be like, well, what exactly do you have in disagreement with these people? What are you in support of? And if all you can do is just basically sound like a skipping record, then, (laughs) yeah, people are going to see right through you on that. Right. Well, not too distant uh, from political songs as you you had playing here just a moment ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to play another track, The Parasitics. Again, there are several tracks. There's... Uh, what do we got? 3, 6, 9, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. There's like 16 or 17 songs, it looks like, on there. So many to choose from. A lot of good ones. Uh, I did pick the last one here, which is uh, Pogo on a Politician. We had to play that, and it, it's pretty cool. I like it, so we're going to get <laughs> into it. Uh, so why don't you go do that? I mean, right now... All politicians that vote for more spending on anything should all be fired, every one of them. Uh, I'm sorry if you're a person out there that thinks more money should be spent on shit, but we, we, that's not how the world works. Quit fucking spending on shit. You're fucking really ruining shit for everybody yeah. with your fucking handouts. So fuck you and fuck the politicians. All of them should be fired. Let's go pogo on a politician.
ass pogo on a politician. Oh yeah, as long as political dishevelment exists on this planet. Um, punk rock and protest music in general is never going to die. And need to remind you, capitalism is just a self-serving system. And the people it serves are the people who created it. Who? The higher-ups. The people with the most dollars to their name. Right. And they are only going to keep coming back and serving themselves. Because if the if the bottom requests a, a raise in pay, then, yeah, we'll give you that. But, you know, we got to raise it for ourselves. Equal rights. Yeah. Right. And raise it's, everything else while they're at it. Yeah, raise everything else. And it's not... And, yeah, unfortunately, that's the system in which we are living. And... And it sucks because all the millionaires bought out all the politicians. They got the lobbyists going in there. I know. They have them, ta- they have them uh, waging them like, we will pay you under the table if you uh, grant us access to this land where we can actually start drilling and forming a pipeline in there. Right. And if you think that if uh, voting for politicians really going to solve anything, politicians are just uh, playing the, are just holding a thinly veiled uh, personality that your lives are somehow comparable. They are what System of a Down and BYOB, that, you know, at the at the table mm-hmm. getting the scraps. That's what the politicians are. They're they're trying. They want to be at the table, and they'll take any of the scraps that they can be given. Mm-hmm. Because, they will. Yeah. They will try. They will sit at the table. They'll come visit the table. They won't necessarily sit down. They'll just like, hey, what are we eating over here? Great, and then just move on. Yeah, the one percenters. They don't want them at the table. But they're willing to let them have some scraps to, to benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's because of all this that it's, uh, it really is time to revamp the system. It's been a constant process in human history. You look at every other source of authoritarian rule, monarchies, communism, uh, dictatorships. Yeah, most of them have all gone by the wayside. Why? Because they failed. People evolve. Times change. People change. And some people even are suggesting, well, why don't we bring some of that back? I mean, we've evolved. We can learn from our mistakes. It's like, put it in perspective. Those days may be behind us, most of us, but they are right behind us. We don't. And some people are still living in the past, longing for those days. You really think about how long it has been. It hasn't even been 100 years that we were able to sit in a restaurant with a person of different color, at least in this country. Right. Yeah. Civil rights happened uh, way back in the 60s. That's just barely 60 years ago. Yeah. 60 years. That's not a long time. That's not. <laughs> so it's going to take a lot of, it takes a lot of uh, spiritual and emotional growth for people to really figure out how we can govern ourselves. There's no right way of doing things. We just have to constantly keep figuring out as we go along. My opinion, we've already got it figured out. The Constitution, Republic, capitalism are the right ways to go. The problem is, is you have the people that are in charge and those that are the faces of those in charge. Those in charge want more for themselves. They don't give a fuck about anybody else. And yeah. those, the faces, the government, they are willing to, they're corruptible. All, they're all corruptible and they're willing to fuck everybody else. Yeah. The system's the right system. You just have to fire all of them, clear house, and then figure out a way to get some less or incorruptible people in. Like, put me in. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck about any of them. And (laughs) people can say that until people are waving all kinds of, look what I can do for you in front of you. But 
when you get those people, then you will truly have a good system. It, but we don't mm-hmm. have that. We don't. Eliminate the lobbyists. <laughs> right. Our government, like, they just uh, approved all this spending for like 80-something thousand new IRS employees. Why? How is that beneficial for anybody in this country for 80-something thousand new IRS employees? Fuck that and fuck the government. Seriously. Fuck all their spending. They're coming after you if you don't think you they are. Fucking wake up. Oh, yeah. And also, if we're going to change problems within the system... One problem, put an actual, put a limit on how many senators and representatives can be reelected. If our ex- chief executive officer is as a cap off point at eight years total, then why are we allowing uh, basically infinity for all the judges and all the senators and all those people? Agreed. We got people in there who are pushing 90. They don't even remember what they ate for fucking breakfast. <laughs> and they are deciding our laws, and these people are stuck in their own times. I mean, fucking Orrin Hatch, he's he's accustomed to the way life was back in the 50s. And what was the 50s like? It was actually pretty shitty. Well, if you read the term limits are the right way to go. But term limits have to be voted on by the people who are going to have to adhere to the term limits. Exactly. That's why it doesn't happen. All right, let's wrap up the show. Yeah, the non non-punk. Let's. Uh, you got a long track here, so let's get into that. Yeah, I got a long track from a little band who has uh, apparently been making a lot of headlines lately. So I figure, hey, why not jump on the train? The band, if you've been paying attention to Loudwire or Metal Sucks or Metal Injection or just Twitter then everyone's talking about Metallica. And guess what? It is now cool to hate them again. Nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Just any time Metallica does anything, there is always a legion of people, a legion of fans just ready to just slam on them. <laughs> I made the joke, and it's actually very true. No, even Nobody hates Metallica more than their actual fans. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I've been listening to Metallica ever since I was 13, and I still love them to this day. And people have been coming back and gatekeeping Metallica because, well, they, put a, they had one of their songs on a very popular TV show, Stranger Things. It was Master of Puppets. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. And... Oh boy, here comes the fucking, <laughs> here comes the bitchers and the moaners and mass. Uh, it was such a, it was such a trade wreck the way people are going about it. And they're just like, some of the, some of the elitists are saying, I just wish they would have played an actual, a song from an actual good thrash band. <laughs> I'm like, okay, think of it this way. Stranger Things is a very popular TV show. A lot of people watch it. Metallica is a popular band. Everyone knows them. And their most popular song, arguably, well, is Enter Sandman, but <laughs> <laughs> the close second is Master of Puppets. So apparently, people are going to recognize that, and it's at a big climactic part in the show. I haven't seen the show. Uh, well, I've seen the show. I just haven't seen the latest season. But, yeah, I kind of know what happens. Okay. So... Thanks, <laughs> you fuckers. Yeah, it's during a climactic party. I won't spoil it for anybody, but one of the characters is like warding off some demons and distracting them with him playing the guitar, and he happens to be playing the riff to Master of Puppets. 
So you basically just introduced a whole new generation of kids to that song. And that's what they did. They're like, okay, let's go and uh, check this out. And I can attest, yeah, Metallica, that was my gateway into thrash metal. <laughs> that was my gateway into a lot of heavier music other than uh, Black Sabbath and ACDC and Motorhead. And I was like, okay, this is something different. And then I just kind of uh, branched out from there. And I can only hope that that's what the youth is doing nowadays. Uh, haters be damned. <laughs> Gatekeepers be damned. But what's ironic, this is why I decided to put it on this episode this week. Um, one of these uh, Twitter fucking uh, inspirational posters, I don't know what you call those people anymore, and I don't care, I hate them. Right. Uh, was basically going into Metallica's past and digging up these things, like James Hetfield uh, mimicking a Chinese person by holding these uh, uh, these little onion rings that were, you know, shaped epileptical. Okay. And just like doing a, yeah, and doing a Chinese accent. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's not appropriate, but come on. Which one of us haven't done that? <laughs> come on. Come on. You know, Chinese, Japanese on your knees. Look at these. <laughs> we have a, you know, we're all not proud of stuff that we did in our past. And they're just covering up, uncovering all this fucking dirt and just like, hey, why are we listening to Metallica? Look at all this shit we did. And honestly, it's just clickbait. Right. <laughs> but people are like, oh, maybe I regret buying that Metallica CD or downloading that Metallica album. I don't buy <laughs> CDs anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to delete them off my Spotify. I'm not going to listen to them again. Eh, yeah, you fucking Twitter influencers. They're just a... You're just a cancer in entertainment. Right. And I got, I do have a lot more to say about that, but I'm going to reserve it for uh, my little end cap at the show. But for now, let me get back to Metallica. I do love this band. I have played them uh, three times on the show before, playing, uh, no, it was two times. Was it three? No, it was two. I played two of my favorite songs by them, the first of which being Ride the Lightning, and the second of which being Battery. Okay. And this is the third of the five songs that I hold in the highest honor on my list. And this one is the opening track from their seminal album, And Justice for All. Or the album with one on it. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's basically, they fell privy to the Led Zeppelin effect. Everyone's Led Zeppelin 1, Led Zeppelin 2, Led Zeppelin 3, and the fourth album. Right. Doesn't have a name, and some people just call it the one with Stairway on it. <laughs> and, yeah, that's the, we're not going to be playing the song one. That song is overplayed to all hell. Everyone knows that song through and through. Everyone knows that. My favorite song is Blackened. It's the first song. I love its buildup. I love the riff. I love the bridge. I love how it's just talking about a blistered earth. How we are all going to be the instigators of our own extinction. So yeah, enjoy this one, you fucking mutants.
Yeah, just uh, the little intricacies in that song. I love the song in the bridge. It's such a infectious riff. <laughs> and also just uh, getting the... Uh, I'm going down the rabbit hole of being extra fucking music nerdy. Like, if you listen to the uh, backing riff that Hetfield is playing while Hammett's uh, soloing out, it uh, sounds like the initial riff, the, uh, you know, but it's not the same. It is not the same. It's got a similar build, but it's literally just... Yeah, there. Does that explain <laughs> my love slash obsession of this song? Also, because when I was first learning to play bass, I was learning a lot of Metallica songs, so I did have to have this embedded in my head. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. One of my favorite uh, Metallica songs, and I realize I, I long for the day where I meet someone who loves Metallica and I can actually just sit and bullshit with them about it. Instead of having to just go, I fucking love them, or fuck that band. I just want to <laughs> sit with someone who's not an overt fan and not a fucking uh, hater. And just like, hey, can we just talk about them? Just kind of uh, nerd out together. <laughs> it's a rare breed these days. I'm sure it is, yes. That's, well, that's how it is with uh, most bands. The more popular and the bigger they get, the bigger the legion of fans and haters become. And then the middle people, it's... Uh, Small percentage, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, that's that's all I got to say about the band for now. I will I will come back with uh, my other two songs in my top five, and maybe I'll play "Mama Said." Nice. <laughs> Does any if anyone knows know the song one. "Baba Said," <laughs> that's Metallica going country rock. Nice. It's <laughs> the music video explains it all. It's just Hetfield in the back of a in the back of a car. Sitting on the seat with an acoustic guitar. He's wearing a cowboy hat and everything. He's Wow. It's a Metallica song with twang. It's a country rock song. And it's so... Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I was to show someone who had never heard of this band before, I would show them that song first. It's like, that's what the Metallica band is? Oh, yeah. Let me show you an older one. And then I show them Fight Fire with Fire. Because <laughs> that one... Leads you in with a false sense of security. It has a nice little acoustic intro, and then boom! It just goes right into that heavy thrash bar. The classic Metallica. I was like, this is the same fucking band? <laughs> Remember what I was saying earlier? It's like you show two separate songs of a, of a band, and you'd be damned to believe they're the same. Right. Well, yeah, Metallica did that. <laughs> sure, it took up a few albums to get to uh, that mama said level. It's just... I think it was just uh, James Hetfield writing a song for himself, like nothing else matters, and then they were like, "Yeah, you know, let's put that in the album." Yeah, that's a, that's a true story. <laughs> that's a true story. I'm not sure if the same can be said for Mama Said, but that was a. a I'm gonna make this podcast a Metallica history lesson. Please stop me. <laughs> we're gonna wrap up the show. We went long, and I'm just gonna quickly introduce the band Nothing Face. I mentioned them the other day, uh, a couple episodes back, when we played Mudvayne, because a couple of the members of Mudvayne, along with a couple members of Nothing Face, this band, and Vinnie Paul, uh, created the band Hell Yeah. So that's where. Hell the, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at here with new metal. I thought, all right, we're gonna scoot Nothing Face up, put them in here. They started his band in 93. This particular album came out in 2007. It's called Violence. Uh, great album. It's my favorite album from Nothing Face. If you're not familiar with the band, they're from Washington, D.C. Speaking of 
DC band earlier ah. in the show. Yes. Now we have two DC bands on this podcast. Yeah. That's progress, people. <laughs> and we were talking us we were talking shit on DC not too long ago, weren't we? Right? <laughs> well, let's wrap the show up. This album came out in 2000, and the track that we're gonna listen to is called For All the Sin. Are you familiar with Nothing Face? I'm familiar with I'm familiar with the name mostly because I was familiar with Hell Yeah, but okay. never never went in to listen to their music as they were a little uh uh, as when I heard of the band Nothing Face, I was like, oh, I'll go check them out. But this was past my new metal days. Gotcha. This was me going into Metallica days. Fair enough. <laughs> well, let's listen to this track for all the sin. We'll see what you and anybody else that hasn't heard of Nothing Face thinks. <laughs>
think of for all the sin? <clears throat> well, that was very heavy. Right? I really enjoyed... Yeah, I enjoyed the vocals on that one. Yeah. It sounded like he was uh, uh, kind of emulating a bit of Lane Staley. Okay, yeah. In that one. In both the melodies and uh, a bit of the tone. Just kind of how it was... Uh, just kind of that mid-range. Nice. Yeah. And it just sounded so distant. It's almost like he was just looking up at the sky, just kind of uh, figuring something out about himself. <laughs> right? Till the end, and then then you get a little, little uh, engagement or excitement. <laughs> yeah. Just got to have the breakdown moment. Like, oh my right. God! So yeah, I enjoyed that one. Nothing face. Well, apparently I've been sleeping on those guys for a while. Right? <laughs> Go check out Violence. Uh, my favorite, the the album that came out after this, I believe, was Skeletons, and that one's a good one too. But they, they have a lot of music. Go check out the music. Uh, I like Nothing Face. I told you why I played them. We're wrapped up and uh, wrapping up the show right now. Thank you for joining. We were long. We had a lot to talk about. That's how we do. It's once a week. Yep. That's we're not just here to hit play on some songs. We're here to talk about things. Right. <laughs> and you can hear us talk about those things on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, slcpunkcast.com, and I'm sure several other places you can find podcasts. The bands can be found on Instagram at ortho, orthodoxtn, at worker and parasite bureau, at 18 fevers, and that's the number 1818, at soul glow phl. At S-T-Y-G-O-C, at the underscore parasitics, and that's parasitics with an X at the end, and the show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? All right, for me, personally, on Instagram, you can find it at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. You can find my band Anonymous on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official, and my other band, The Apathetics, the at theapathetics.slc. On Facebook, you can find Anonymous at Anonymous SLC and The Apathetics at The Apathetics. Also, follow us on our Bandcamps, AnonymousSLC.Bandcamp.com and TheApathetics.Bandcamp.com. It might be something different, but that's okay. I'll get it all uh, sorted next week. Anyway, for my uh, other podcast, my Lead Melodies, you can find that on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc and follow the Facebook page SLC Hardcore. It is exactly that, SLC Hardcore, posting flyers and other happenings in the Salt Lake hardcore scene. Awesome. Well, you can find the bands on Facebook at Orthodox TN, at Worker and Parasite Bureau, at 18 Fevers, at Soul Glow Philly, at External Menace, at STYGOC, at The Parasitics, at Nothing Face Band, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, any final thoughts? Yes, I do have some final thoughts. It's me piggybacking off of uh, what I was saying about the Metallica cancellation. You know, and that brought up a point that really uh, needs to be talked about more. I saw it in a video of this uh, YouTuber I watch. He uh, reviews a lot of uh, rock and roll and uh, pop music and gives his thoughts on other happenings in that in the community. But okay. he was talking about how uh, cancel culture became such a huge thing in the wake of social media because everyone now has a voice. And if there is something that they dislike about a band that they are holding up on a personal pedestal, you know... 
because because of uh, Twitter and social media, you feel like you can interact more easily with these artists, especially the newcomers, the newer pop artists. And you can uh, and you can interact with them, and you kind of get more of a interpersonal connection with them. And then when you do some research on them, and you dig something up of, from their past, or they do something that doesn't fit your standards of it doesn't fit your moral standards, then you can rally a bunch of uh, other keyboard warriors and cause a social <laughs> digital rabble and get these people uh, canceled on here. And unfortunately, social media is what begets likability these days. So if you have a negative review, uh, just not an album review, but a review of yourself, if a lot of people are coming after you for something that you did for whatever reason, that's the equivalent of all those uh, tabloids back in the 2000s, your TMZ, the, all those things that are just uh, showing all the mis, uh, the misgivings and all the, all the dishevelment and all the celebrities' lives. Except now it's happened to more of an abundance, and it's not by people who actually got a job that did that. <laughs> people who actually have quote unquote skills. Yeah. It's just your regular person sitting in, uh, sitting at home behind a screen, and all of a sudden they feel like they got this power to control your life. Right. So the thing is, like, uh, that's the name of the game right now, and it sucks. The mystery behind pop artists is no more. The mysteries behind celebrities is no more. They're living their lives, and they are putting it all online for everyone to see. Not necessarily them, but they. Right. Everybody. It's like available to everyone. Everyone can access it. All these back then, if you wanted to start a rumor, that's exactly what it was. Just a rumor. But now the rumor's getting spread so far that you got a bunch of people behind it to to give that vague air that it's possibly true. Right. And it But I guess on the bright side, a lot of this dies out within a week. At least the that's true. People those uh, interest doesn't last long. They they're moving on to the next thing. I know. Just a little fucking roaches <laughs> little parasites they're just trying to figure they're just going up sitting on their uh, keyboard just cracking their knuckles and rubbing their palms together all right what celebrity's life am i going to ruin next for the next few days it's like yeah you, i lose track of how many people got canceled right and what they got canceled for and i think a lot of those people who initially you know, who instigated the cancellation, they probably don't even know what it was for any in the first place. Probably true. I know. Twitter's the new TMZ, and it sucks. <laughs> so, yes, just keep that in mind. If someone... If someone does something, if they, like, uh, put a put a war hat on and they put their fingers to the under their nose like this to emulate the toothbrush mustache, and they do, like, a little uh, psych hail thing as a fucking joke then, yeah, they won't see that it's a joke. They're just going to see that. Right. And they're automatically going to go, Nazi. Right. And you're not going to look deeper into it. You're not going to try and figure what was the context behind it. Yeah, that's something that we all got to work on. You know, don't take things at first glance. Don't judge things on a surface level. Actually be a human and figure this shit out, man. Right. You know, that's what we're put on this mortal coil to do, really to just kind of figure shit out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, we think we're so evolved, but we're 
we're really not that far from our uh, primitive ancestors. That's true. We just have a bunch of other things that we call distractions. <laughs> just because we had the little opposable thumbs and we're aware of our own mortality. <laughs> so, so yeah. Bottom line, don't, don't just uh, be so impulsive and react on it. Because nine times out of ten... Your impulse and your reactions, your first thoughts, they are they are wrong. You know? Sit on it. Get an actual opinion formed. Do some research. And then start touting what you are. Start touting your beliefs. That's <laughs> what we are here to do. Thank you for that. Play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro.